Welcome to Good Hockey Talk here at 105.9 The X. I am Phil Bork, and I will be your host for the next half hour of good old-fashioned hockey talk. Thanks for joining us. Uh, as you know, it's the Penguins' 30th anniversary of their first Stanley Cup in 1991, so we're kind of turning back the clock a little bit, doing a little reminiscing, and um, thanks for uh, being along with us on this great ride. This will be our last show of the season, and uh, I thought, man, who am I going to bring in? I, You know, the first show was great with Craig Patrick. How do I bookend it with somebody uh, equally as impressive? I said, i got to go to my good friend Trotz. Seven Stanley Cup rings in his pocket. Let's bring in. Oh, number 19 in your program, number one in your heart, Penguins, former Penguins forward, Brian Trottier. Hey, Trotz, how are you? It's an honor, Mr. Borg, <laughs> and I like how you start with the old 19 and come in with <laughs> number one in your heart. That's great. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, thanks for doing this, Trotz. You know, you're... you're your story is so great. Um, you've told so many of these stories, so I, I apologize if I ask you to repeat some of them because they're so yeah, no good and they should be repeated. Uh, but, you know, on this show, we like to kind of reminisce a little about that 91 Cup team, great. but also there's so much more, Trots, that maybe you've touched on a little bit, maybe you haven't. So I'm going to try to jaw, uh, try to jar some of those things out of you. But I want to go all the way back to Saskatchewan, to Val Marie. Uh, you know, I did a little digging, as you can imagine I would, uh, and I, I see the population's been bumped up a little bit from 126 now to 137. Have, have you had an update there? Is there a little bit more than 137, or am I right about where I should be? No, my nephew and his new bride had a baby. <laughs> I know that, so it might be 138. Uh, but it, no, it's, 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 a, it's a thriving metropolis of 138, absolutely. Hey, did Trotz, when you were growing up there, was there a siren at nine o'clock at night that told all the kids it's time to go home? Nine bells, that siren went off. You better be off the street. And somebody was walking. Somebody came up. Somebody was driving. Everybody knew everybody's kids. Hey, hey, what are you doing on the street? And I just heading to grandma's house. I'll be off. I'll be off in like two minutes. And this town's so small; it's like uh, six blocks long. So it wasn't like you're. But you, nobody should be gallivanting after nine o'clock. Well, not far from Swift Current, where you played your junior hockey. Not far from the Montana border. Uh, wheat farming and ranching—that's the the big industry there, as you can imagine. But uh, talk about growing up there. What what do you remember about your childhood? And if you can touch a little bit on your mom, Mary, and your dad, Buzz, and uh, just the kind of the influence they had on you as a young boy. Well, Swift Current was about 70 miles north. Um, it had the, the big hospital. There was some little smaller hospitals in Pontex and Climax that we'd go to. But, no, mom and dad were so important. I mean, they were encouraging. They were supportive. They always made sure that we were... Mom made sure we had clean clothes and clean faces and, you know, hygiene was important heading out the door. And, you know, Dad was uh, making sure that our bellies were full and, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, three square meals a day. And uh, the two of them, you know, you can't you can't do what you do, um, making it as far as I did, without that kind of support and little community. And, you know, you, you use Swift Current as a, as a stepping stone to your career and the support you get from that community. And it was just... Uh, it was so important, and, you know, like uh, my dad's name, and, you know, it was kind of one of those things with music and that that stuff, so he was well-respected, you know, mom, mom's name, Gardner, like her family over, it was just, it was so, so proud, you know, we're so proud of our heritage, you know, I'm, mom's Irish, dad's Native American, you know, Creed, Chippewa, Métis, and um, 
you know, they made us feel proud. You know, that, you know, they never held any discrimination around. If somebody made fun of us, we were, oh, they're just jealous. We're like, oh, okay, that's what, what they're jealous of, but whatever. <laughs> but did, no, it was it was a fun place to grow up. And your and your dad, Buzz, talk a little bit about him, Trotz, and his influence on you uh, as much as a hockey player and a person. Uh, I think he did a lot of road construction, so he was he he had to travel around to different places to get those jobs. But just about his work ethic uh, and how impression uh, impressionable that was on you. Um, and is there any you know when I when I mention your dad, when I mention Buzz Trottier, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Oh, I miss him every day. That's the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing is uh, you know like you you hit on it, work ethic. You know like if you work hard, everything else will happen. So like effort was always a big thing with him on your report card. But if you got an A for effort, then everything else was was fine, even if you got a B or a C. He said that's no problem. You gave an gave an A for effort. So like he was uh, he was he was a proud man, very very proud, very well respected. Uh, kind of a jack of all trades. He did every everything he did. I was like always impressed with cowboy, you know, breaking horses, <laughs> music. He always had a band. He was always the lead singer. He was always the leader. You know, curling and hockey. I mean, he was a great athlete, and everybody respected him. You know, and he, you know, he had a sixth grade education, and um, you know, he had to, he had to stop school to take care of the farm when Grandpa and his older brother went to the war, and uh, never went back. And from that, he raised five kids, and you know, all of us are, I think, semi-independent. <laughs> but you know, it's really kind of neat to be able to have those memories of, of of a man who you know his handshake was was better than you know his word was better than anything else it, it meant it meant more than a contract to him and so i always say to myself you know i i pride myself and try to try to carry that 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 same pride that he had in the name and uh, how you treat people did he play trots was he uh, was he a player did he play hockey he was a right wing forward and <laughs> uh he kind of was the mike bossy of the team believe it or not wow. he had just a tremendous wrist shot. Everybody said, like, I've watched him play senior hockey, and he'd come down that right wing and just snap it, like, on the fly. And, uh, like, he taught me how to shoot, so he taught me he was a righty. And so I had to learn righty when I was little, and then start playing hockey, I'd, I'd go lefty, and he'd go, hey, 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 and I'd go back to righty. And <laughs> so I was kind of got that confused kid, you know, growing up, that uh, righty for a while, lefty for a right, and then finally, he, you know, I scored some goals lefty, he stopped yelling at me. And, um, so it was, it was it was so neat to know that he was a pretty crafty player, you know, quick on his feet, and just had a really dandy little snapshot. Wow. Josh, let's take our first break. Uh, you kind of teased a little bit what I want to talk about next, and that is becoming a New York Islander your connection, your chemistry with Mike Bossy. It's uh, absolutely incredible. Let's talk about that and then eventually becoming a Pittsburgh Penguin and uh, winning how many Stanley Cups? I've lost track. Six, seven. Uh, we'll talk about all that when we come back <laughs> with Brian Trotche, Hockey Hall of Famer, too, by the way. You're listening to Good Hockey Talk here at 105.9 The X. Welcome back to Good Hockey Talk here at 105.9 The X. I am Phil Bork, joined by my former teammate, Brian Trotche and Trotz, uh, what do you remember about draft day, 1974? You were taken in the second round. Uh, the first round, the Islanders took this big strapping uh, guy you call Jethro Clark Gillies. But in the second round, 22nd overall, you get taken by the, the Islanders. Were you expecting the second round? Is that about where you thought you were going to be? Were you disappointed? You thought you maybe should have gone in the first round. And what do you remember about that day? How did you find out you got drafted? It's, it's a 
long answer, but I'm going to make it real quick. Uh, it was it was a telephone draft, believe it or not. It was a secret draft. The NHL was trying to do a draft where the WHA wouldn't know what players they were getting. The WHA that you know had a draft a week before and drafted me second round, but you had to draft the underages in the top two rounds. So when I went top two rounds, we had to find an agent. We scrambled, and uh, Dad was really good. We found this guy in Montreal, and boom. They said, don't, don't sign a contract with the World Hockey. Cincinnati offered me a contract, 500000 bucks for 10 years. and We'll go to the NHL. We'll have a little leverage. And, oh, they're going to pull a contract, you know, if we, if we, if we don't sign it. Well, I'll let them pull a the contract. They're bluffing. Well, they pulled the contract. <laughs> so, wow. You know, when I got drafted by the NHL, um, you know, I don't know if Bill Torrey knew it, but um, I walked in and, and uh, you know, the, the NHL contract was much higher. I think it was, you know, $250,000 signing bonus. It was just uh, ridiculous. You know, car of my choice. And Dad was signing. I was only 17. I didn't turn 18 until July. So it was, uh, the fact that I was underage, I think I went early, early in the thing. So there was a little, I did not the hoopla that they have today on TV and that kind of stuff, that kind of anticipation. But it was very, very exciting. It was very, very exciting for my mom and dad and to be able to have that uh that joy and share that with them and being so young, you know, um, you know, everything was new and fresh and for them, you know, like being, we'll call ourselves the Hicks from Saskatchewan because, (laughs) you know, as naive as we were, we were just, you know, dad was all about, you know, loyalty and, and pride and your word. And, uh, you know, he, he really liked Bill Torrey and Al Arbor. He goes, you guys, you pay attention to those two guys because they have your best interest at heart. Charles, when we won the Cup in 1991, after we got our bonus check, I uh, went over to Cochrane Cadillac, and I got my mom a brand-new uh, Canary Yellow Cadillac. She absolutely loved it. Uh, she cried for about a week. The reason I bring that up is, you know, back in that, that time when you signed with the Islanders, was there something that you did for your family when you have this kind of newfound wealth, uh, you know, for the humble upbringing, the hardworking environment you were brought up in, was there anything you were able to do financially for your family that you remember? Well, I think we try, Phil. Like, isn't it awesome that we we have an ability just to kind of like put a smile on their face, whether it's for a day, a minute, a week, a month, or whatever, to do that for your mom? Good for you. Yeah, I, I tried. To, I tried my very best. We tried to do some improvements on the farm. We, you know, we. We went out and bought a new swather, believe it or not, because we love dad loved doing hang and he wanted to sit in an air conditioned cab while he was doing it and that was pretty fun to be able to do that. And then, you know, we turned around and um when they asked me what car of my choice, I picked a Chrysler New Yorker and handed them the keys when I left for New York and of course that lasted only a little while because dad couldn't fit all his instruments in it, so he traded for a van, which was hilarious. But uh those kinds of those kinds of memories for me just make it special because that's such that's so my mom and dad like you know a brand new car we don't we don't need a brand new car we got to get something wow. he gets like a 19, 1970 Ford van that gas guzzler and I chuckle because I said oh that's my dad he's the horse trader and you know mom's right there you know oh, yeah we don't need anything new I'm like oh my god yeah no but it was it was really wonderful so any kind of improvement we did on the house like we put air conditioning in the house and mom was like oh this is the best ever and I'd want a TV and you know like and I gave it to mom and she like when that thing lasted in her bedroom was all snowy like wow. you know, even to 2000 I think I won that TV in 1974 so it was like wow. 26 years old she just wouldn't get rid of it because Brian gave it to her. Her son gave it to her. But that's my mom. And, you know, they're just down-home 
people that just appreciate every little thing you do. And just like your mom, I'm sure, when you hand her a canary, yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. Hey, Trotz, it's not fair to kind of do a flyby on your career because there's just so much to talk about. I mean, um, all the awards and everything else. So I just want to take a snapshot re- quickly about, and you touched on you and Mike Bossy. You know, it was people talk about chemistry, and, and you guys definitely had chemistry, one of the best duos in the history of the game. You just had that 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 thing. You know what it is. Was it was it instantly there, or was it something that kind of had to take time to to uh, marinate and and for it to happen? You know, we we didn't we went through training camp. Uh, he stayed at my house. We didn't play one exhibition game uh, till the very end. It was a game in New Haven, and Mike was struggling, and I was too. It was just one of those things, you know. I played with Billy Harrison, Clark Gillies, and our line was kind of ice cold through exhibition. And that last game in New Haven, um, he threw Mike on our line. Mike ended up with getting a hat trick in the third period. Uh, we kind of stayed together from that kind of clicked right there, and you know. Went right into the regular season, so yeah, Mike. Mike was a unique, well, probably the purest goal scorer ever. No offense to Mario or Wayne or anybody else, but he was uh, he was unique, underrated playmaker. You know, just a powerful, strong, fast skater, quick. You know, self in the offensive zone, obviously. But um, no, we had a wonderful chemistry and magic. I think that both of us really appreciated number one, and then the respect and friendship that comes out of that is spectacular. I'm sure you get asked this all the time, Trotz. I, I, I get asked, and, and I only won two, and, and you won six as a player. One is an assistant coach with Colorado in 01. And you always get asked, what's your favorite cup, right? What's your favorite? Um, but I, I don't want to ask you what's your favorite. I want to ask you, what was the most difficult cup for you? The four you won straight in, in the island, the two here in Pittsburgh, and I'll even throw the one with Colorado as the assistant coach there. Which one did you think was the most difficult where you had so many ups and downs? Probably that first one with the Islanders, only because of, we didn't know how to win. Yeah. And every every time we made it by another round, uh, much like the guys here, which was fun coming here, because players like yourself or guys that were so hungry to win would ask, well, what's it going to be like the next round? Every time we snuck by, I don't know, hope you remember that, because it was so fun sitting yeah. at the table and talking about, okay, guys, here's what we got to do, here's what we got to do. And, and you guys were big ears and big eyes, and it was just, it was so fun to share that. So that's tough to win that first one because you're climbing that ladder. We got knocked down in 78 and 79, and, you know, when we finally climbed and, and, and beat Philadelphia in 80, it was, it was you know, against our rivals and all that stuff. So you just had, it had that climax to it. So, like, um, yeah, that was, that was just a terrific uh, experience to win the first one. It was tough. Trotz, I never asked you this, but you retired from the game fairly early. Um, and I knew you had a, a little bit of health issues. Um, do you ever look back and think, man, I wish I had played a few more years, or was it one of those things where you just, it was time and I did the right thing? Okay, I got 18 great years. Like, yeah. uh, you know, and I don't, I don't look back and say, you know, could I have played one, two, three? I, I pushed the envelope a little bit coming here and then yeah. really saying to myself, uh, the last year was just, you know, I was, you know, I was beat up yeah. and I was trying to keep myself together. And, you know, you know, what's like when you're in the training room and rehabbing, yeah. it's not fun. You're in the lineup, you're out of the lineup and, you know, it's it, it, the chemistry of the team and you got to take, you got to take a deep breath. And I went into Craig Patrick and said, Craig, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking this. And he just smiled. He goes, <laughs> I know exactly what you're thinking. Wow. And he's probably heard it a thousand times because <laughs> he was a player too and felt that and yeah. we all do. Yeah. We don't want to let go. 
but there's a moment where your body just knows. And I couldn't will myself to go in the corners, Borky. I, I remember saying, that's my puck. And I said, and your body's going, wait a minute, you go in there, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> and I couldn't make myself go wow. do it anymore. And I told that to Craig. And Craig laughed. And he said, oh, yeah, I know. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You know, and it just and, and just talking to Craig out loud. And, you know, because I'd spoken to myself, you know, a hundred times. But Craig was awesome. That moment, he says, okay. We're good. Don't worry about it. Just go into coaching, and I'm like, what? And he just made it very wow. the transition very easy. Wow, that is a tremendous story, Trots. Let's take our last break and talk about what you're doing now. Uh, talk about the amazing family that you have, and uh, uh, we'll kind of wind this one down. So uh, let's take our last break, and we'll come back with Brian Trotche. Thank you for listening to Good Hockey Talk here at 105.9 The X. Welcome back to Good Hockey Talk here at 105.9 in the X. I am Phil Bork here with Brian Trotje. And uh, Trotz, what you're doing now, uh, you're working for the Penguins, uh, doing a lot of uh, corporate liaison type of stuff, uh, which is a, a great role for you. I'm sure you enjoy that. But also, uh, I assume you're still doing a lot of the um, uh, you know, Aboriginal alumni hockey team stuff where you're going up into these areas in northern Canada and, and really uh, touching the hearts of of a lot of young kids that uh, maybe they don't know who Brian Trache was, uh, but they can YouTube you and they can uh, look you up on the internet. But just talk about that and, and what's what's driving you so much to continue to do that. Well, Borkies, you, you you compressed it very very well, but it, it's an opportunity. The next generation of student, the next generation of student athlete, and obviously to be able to like. Uh, uh, get those kind of requests to come up and visit and and be a part of that native community, the hospitality, the the joy, the celebration of all that. You know, you feel a little bit like Santa Claus. So it's mm-hmm. really kind of you're coming into a wonderful um, atmosphere, and then the kids, like you said, they they do they do their due diligence. They got to prep for you and that kind of stuff. So for me, it's just it's all about joy and an opportunity to to uh, put an impression on the next generation of student athlete. And you've got uh, a brother, Rocky, who, by the way, was the first ever draft pick of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I understand he's in Indianapolis doing some hockey schools. And, and your other brother, Monty, if you could do just do a quick flyby on Rocky and Monty and what they're doing, your two brothers, and uh, the old targets that you used to use, your sister, Carol, your oldest sister, Carol, your younger <laughs> sister, Kathy, he used to uh, put the couple of coats on in the outdoor rink and you use them as goalies. Uh, what's what's your uh, your siblings doing now? Oh, they're all they're all doing great, uh, you know, grandparent things. Most of us, but it's really it's really neat. Um, those memories are special. Uh, Rocky was actually drafted by the Devils, like you said, but scored the first ever New Jersey Devils penalty shot with a with a with a, uh, a player's stick because his stick might have been illegal. So he went over to the bench, and grabbed no the player's stick that was legal. Oh yeah, and then Monty had a great career in the in the minor hockey in the American Hockey League. Married a girl from Indianapolis. He's in the insurance business and he's doing very well. I think he's number three. In command now at Cincinnati Insurance, and my two sisters are still back home. My sister Kathy, she's kind of uh, hung up the the band thing, but she was had a band for like twenty five years after Dad passed away, and with her boys, and they're just terrific musicians, all of them. And she lives on the farm with her husband. They're doing really, really well. And my sister Carol married married a guy to Swift Current. They're both retired, and they're just kind of leaning back and. 
taking care of the dogs and their kids are kind of spreading their wings around Canada. But um, no, thanks for asking. Everybody's doing well. No, I only got two minutes left here, Trot. So I want to jam in a couple things here. Um, and your 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 son Christian, who I know uh, I've met Christian. Uh, we we've worked hockey schools before. Yeah. Brian Jr., Lindsay, Taylor, your kids. I, I don't I don't I lost track of how many grandkids you got now, Grandpa. Uh, but uh, just quickly, what are they all doing? Well, Brian's a doctor. He's an oncologist out in Minnesota. He's got four children, and he married a girl right out of uh, uh, Bloomington. They are due to old nemesis, the, uh, <laughs> in the Minnesota team. But we had uh, my, my uh, Lindsay married a Navy SEAL, Zach, and so they've been all over the world. They have four daughters. Um, they lived in Germany and all over the coast, which is really wonderful in the States. They're back in San Diego now, and uh, he's commander. And... Uh, Taylor just got married a couple of years ago. I got to sing at her and Brent's wedding. He's from Wisconsin. They they went down to Australia for three or four years, and uh, they they had a great time. New Zealand. They they come back with lots of stories. And uh, Christian, he's started WBU. He's a freshman. He had a tough couple of years with with COVID in high school and getting through this first freshman year. But you know he's not he's not alone in that. A lot of kids are are, are, are dealing with it. Families, but uh, I'm proud of the little stinker. He's coping real well a while, and his grades are are decent. You know, like he's not a ding dong, which makes. Uh, <laughs> must have got his mom's brains but uh anyway uh, everybody's doing well thanks thanks though trots probably never gets old seven times stanley cup winner calder trophy con Smythe trophy art ross trophy heart trophy king clancy trophy hockey hall of fame 1997 saskatchewan hall of fame 1997 canada sports hall of fame in 2016 and number 19 hangs at the in the rafters at the nassau coliseum trots unbelievable career you know how much i love you as a person man thanks for doing this uh i love talking hockey and talking about life with you i uh, hope to see you real soon buddy hey Morty. Um, feelings are mutual pal it's, it's an honor uh, good old hockey talk was a lot of fun uh, great to share some stories with the listeners uh continue success pal talk all to right. you later all right that's brian trache all the best thanks pal and uh for the final time this was Good hockey talk. Thanks for listening, everyone, and hopefully see you at the rink.